This is Mark Thompson. You are listening to the great, big, beautiful podcast. Enjoy, and may the falls be with you. Affirmative. That was definitely an e-ticket. I can't believe all the new gadgets they've got now. For a while, we didn't even have a house phone, not to mention laser discs, high-def TV. You are listening to the Great Big Beautiful Podcast. This week on the show. When I look at the romance map, I mean, I see things expanding, and, right. and yeah, like this is just the start. It is just the start. This is just the start. Yeah. Well, I mean, you yeah, talk- I mean, even something like even something like Freemake Adventures. I mean, this was not announced until what last April. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's things there's all sorts of things in the works that that are at all all levels of development that are just uh, people are just not going to be ready for. Here are your hosts, Jamie Green and Justin Connors. Welcome to the Great Big Beautiful Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the GBB Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the GBB Podcast. I am Justin and I am with Jamie. How you doing, Jamie? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah. I'm doing okay. We had some mishaps today recording, but that's okay. (sighs) Technical issues. (laughs) But we're here. Can't trust it. You know, modern technology just gets in the way. Those kids. I think it was a teenager's fault. It must have been. Yeah. Those young no, snappers. No. no, for sure. <laughs> we'll have to blame it on that. So Of course. This week, we are interviewing the one, the only Leland Chi. And how cool is his title? The yeah, Keeper. Well, I mean, it's not his official title. Oh, but yeah, come like, on. I would, I would be totally putting that on my business card. Yes. Keeper of the Holocron. Keeper of the Holocron. <laughs> Like, does he not have the dream job? What do you think? Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I mean, we've talked to a lot of people who have said that, like, oh, I have the best job in right. the world, or oh, I, I love what I do. And I, I, I have no doubt that they do love what they do. <laughs> and for them, it is the dream job. But my God, Leland G has one of the best jobs in the world. <laughs> well, he just... He just tracks Star Wars. Like he figures out like where are the holes, where are the inconsistencies, you know? Like like he like he says, you know, like who's right-handed? What color is this person's lightsaber? Right. What weapon do they hold, you know? How much like how much knowledge does this guy have in his head? Like, well, that's why he had to write it all down. Yeah. I mean, but but I mean, you got to you got to believe he's, you know, Oh, He's yeah. the quiz master when it comes to Star Wars, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he can sit in a meeting and just spout off any, you know, <laughs> arcane piece of minutia that somebody right. needs to know, you know? Like, <laughs> we're going to go to this corner of the galaxy and what planets are close by? And he probably knows, you know? <laughs> it's just amazing. It's crazy. And so, it really is. And so we've been trying to get Leland Chi on our podcast, I think, for a while now. For a long and, time. And it's finally happened and we are so excited to bring you the interview Jamie, is there anything else you want to say about him before we do? Everybody knows who um, he is. Or? Well, he was yeah. he was part of the team um, that worked on the Freemate, the Lego Star Wars, the Freemaker Adventures. Right. So he, uh, we we started off talking about that because he was the story group. I don't know if he was the liaison, the representative, but he, as part of his duties on the story group, um, he oversees you know the Lego Star Wars properties as well. So. Um, he was kind of integral in um, making sure that the story in the Freemaker Adventures didn't contradict anything else that we've seen. Didn't, you know? I mean, it's it's a like like from what it sounds, it, it's a little bit looser in what they can get away with in the Lego Star Wars stuff. 
Uh, it doesn't need to be totally tied to, you know, the films and the, you know, the episodes. Uh, but still, they make their own internal sense and they have their own logic. So, uh, yeah, we talk about that. We talk about his his history with Lucas, Lucasfilm and uh, we talk a bit about the story group. And, man, we we just cr- scratched the surface of what he <laughs> knows. Like we there's so much he's not allowed to talk about. And it was painful, right. painful to not be able to get to it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was also painful when I uh, mistakenly called episode seven, episode eight. Well, that's that was okay. painful. That was painful. But you know what? It's okay. It's it's an honest love. You were thinking. No, I wasn't. He knows everything about know. episode well, eight, and I want to ask well, him. Well, that's the thing. You could tell when I you listen, guys. When you when you when I ask it, I'm not going to edit it. You can tell that he's like episode eight. I'm not going to talk about episode eight. But I I meant episode like in my head. I said episode seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, but in, it, secretly, you really just wanted yes. to ask. Yes. About well, I was hoping you give us the plot, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, who dies in episode? Yeah, I mean, who are Ray's parents? You're gonna tell us, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> and see, that's the thing is, we just talked to him for half an hour, and he knows. He knows. He knows it all. <laughs> and as a special bonus, after the interview with Leland Chi, Jamie sat down in our virtual studio. <laughs> it's kind of like a real studio yeah well i mean you got the mic you got the headphones the yeah earbuds. i got a lot of books which sort of act as soundproofing like right. they muffle sound a little bit right so jamie said in his virtual studio i guess we will call it, that's what we'll call it from now on i um, think so ja- jamie sat down with the executive producers and showrunners of the freemakers as well which is what we talked about the Freemaker Adventures. The Freemaker. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Kick me off the cannon. Uh, yeah, I got a chance to talk to uh, Bill Motts and Bob Roth, who are the executive producers and the showrunners, as you just said. Um, and it's awesome. I've seen the first episode, um, which is all that was available at the moment. And it's it's fun. Like, it's, it's the first Star Wars Lego, because there have been some Marvel Lego stuff that's been telling original stories, but it's the first Star Wars Lego property that's telling an original story. Um, You know, all the stuff up until now has either been a parody or it's been a retelling of the films. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is taking it in a new direction. So it's telling a a new story, but it still has the charm and humor of a Lego show. Um, So if the way I, I, I can describe it is imagine rebels set in the lego universe right you know with with a lot more humor um and it's funny it's just it really is funny and i really enjoyed it and it was just it's a lot of fun and i'm looking forward to the rest and uh bill and bob are just you know they're super into it they're big star wars fans big lego fans they uh they've been involved in animation for a long time um you know they come from a long history you know, with, with disney inside and out of disney um what immediately endeared them to us is that both of them began their career writing for Darkwing Duck. Yes. Which means they're instantly awesome guys. Yes, and of I course. did not get a, I only had a limited amount of time to talk to them, um, but and I didn't get a chance to talk to Darkwing Duck, but we, I wanted to throw that out there that they did. That was both of them. For both of them, it was their first professional writing experience was on Darkwing Duck, mm-hmm. uh, which means they're awesome. I'm just going to put it out there. If you were the guy that interned and got the people, the actors coffee or anything on Darkwing Duck, you can come <laughs> on our show. <laughs> we don't care how tangential your connection is to Darkwing Duck. You are welcome. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And get me assigned a art or something. <laughs> Anyways. All right, guys. We are going to play both of those interviews for you right now. Hope you enjoy. 
Leland, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. It is a pleasure to have you here. No, my pleasure. Um, we're going to start off with the Freemaker Adventures, which is the uh, the newest thing, and it's something that I know that you're involved in. So just sort of quickly, and or even, even not so quickly, but generally, what can fans expect to see from the Freemaker Adventures? Oh, well, uh, Freemakers is our, our, our first uh, – let's sort of go back to the sort of history of, of LEGO Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, 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 uh, the LEGO 1999 LEGO comes out, and uh, the toys are a big hit. Uh, and then 2005 rolls around, and uh, the video games are a big hit. Uh, and then we started doing our, our foray into, into TV specials. Um, and those were a big hit. Uh, Michael Price, was, which was, who was a writer for The Simpsons, uh, helped steer steer those. And they would be uh, the first ones were one-offs and very uh, very uh, gag-oriented. Uh, the first ones were very they were looking at here. You know, it was just. It was it was it was parody or it was they were they were just going for the laughs. Right. Um, and then we started exploring it. You know, there 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 was like longer ones. You had um, Yoda Chronicles where you inter- started introducing new characters like Deck 14. Uh, and then uh, then we moved on to Droid Tales, which was sort of a retelling of of the films. Mm-hmm. And then Freemaker Adventures is <laughs> that's a, a long way of saying that 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 Freemaker Adventures is like the evolution next evolutionary step for uh, Lego Star Wars story telling uh not only do we have the humor of lego but uh we also have a much longer story arc uh again we have brand new characters that uh hopefully people will come to grow in love and and it's, it's a story that um uh not each it, it's a continuing story so uh not only will you get um enjoyment by watching the episodes individually but there's the connective tissue to between there's a there's a thorough line uh that uh will run throughout the entire season Excellent. and it really follows the uh, adventures of this family the freemakers uh they are three siblings rowan cordy and xander um and they're salvagers and uh they also have this uh, uh their trusty battle droid which is a a, a holder from the clone wars uh named roger so uh, hearkening back to the prequels. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, a great character uh, voiced by Matt Wood, who also did uh, the battle droids in the Clone Wars nice. uh, animated series. Uh, he also voiced Grievous in the films. Uh, and so it's, it's, it's kind of great. You've, you've, you've got this core family, and they go on this uh, great adventure. You find out that Rowan has this special, unique uh, force Force ability, and uh, it, it it takes these scavengers on a adventure that that they had never anticipated, uh, and it would just sort of change their lives. Yeah. So I mean, you talk you just did that that great overview, and it's a it's a brand new original story, new characters. Where did that idea first come about? Um. Well, the the uh, the the showrunners of the show are, are um, Bob Roth and Bill Motz. Um, they are veterans of TV animation, uh, and it was really uh, when and when Lucasfilm and Lego decided to do the show, uh, they were they were the two that were brought that were brought on board, and they were the ones that came up with the the. Uh, general story conceit okay. uh and then they brought that to lucasfilm and then uh from that point on uh the story group and lego and bill and bob and the writers uh who were eventually brought in helped shape the story and then uh the arc for the season okay. 
So, so what is your role for the show? So, um, so, uh, my, my, my official title as part of the story group is, is the, uh, I am the keeper of the holocron, which is, uh, so for the, for the story group, for all of Star Wars, uh, for all of Star Wars storytelling, um, I am the one that is helping to track the continuity. And I use this by, uh, they call me the keeper of the holocron because the holocron is, is this database that I maintain. Right. And this database tracks all the fictional lore that we create for Star Wars across all platforms, whether it be for movies, TV, video games, uh, books, uh, online, uh, digital you name it. If if there's a new story, Star Wars story being told, it gets recorded in this hologram. And so I'm looking at uh, at everything we're created uh, and just sort of making sure that everything fits and it's cohesive within the universe. And uh, sometimes we can make connections and we can bring things that uh, haven't been used in a while uh, from not only from the films and not from, from the other TV shows, but we can uh, go back to some of our older uh, Legends books and, and bring some of that back. So I am essentially the, the, uh, the Star Wars resource that, I, that yeah. can, I bring the Star Wars expertise to uh, the storytellers who, I mean, of course, there are Star Wars experts uh, themselves, but uh, there's maybe an even higher, greater level of Star Wars expertise that I am able to bring. Yeah. And so um, I was brought in and I've been uh, working uh, with Bill and Bob and Lego and, and the rest of the story. Uh, I would go to Burbank to attend the story conferences that they had with the writers. Uh, I will review scripts. Um, and then what I'm really, really doing is just you know, making sure that we're getting all the Star Wars details right. You know, making sure that we're using the the right terminology, and and when uh, the freemakers need a part for their ship, uh, are they are they naming that part the right thing, that type of thing? Yeah. So, is the freemaker adventures part of the official canon that includes the films, or is there a separate Lego Star Wars canon? Lego Star Wars is, is really, it's, you know, it's it's its own galaxy with its own set of rules. Um, okay. The style of storytelling for Lego uh, is is very unique. Uh, it has a level of humor that the that the that the style of uh, that the Star Wars uh, films and and TV shows uh, like Rebels and Clone Wars uh, they don't have that degree of humor. They don't have that degree of uh, the same type of heart that that uh, Lego's show will have. So it really blends the the, the storytelling of of Star Wars and the storytelling that uh, that we know from Lego and and uh, exemplified by things like the uh, the Lego the Lego movie uh, and then. It brings it together in its unique form. So there's, you're going to see familiar. You're definitely going to see familiar elements from Star Wars. You're going to see characters that you recognize. You're going to see planets you recognize. You're going to recognize a lot of the technology. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's going to, if if you know Star Wars, it's you're very much going to understand that this is part of the Star Wars world. But again, they're Legos. I mean, there's sure. there's no escaping <laughs> the fact that the characters are Lego. Uh, and 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 the. the the show doesn't hide that fact, so yeah. uh, you'll see a brick separator uh, that the that the, a, a physical brick separator that the that the characters use. Uh, the fact that the the Lego characters have claw hands, uh, yeah. they don't have fingers. Well, you know what that 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 becomes an element of it. Um, so so and and the, that in addition to being able to uh, take apart things and force build things together uh, are just I mean, that's that's just something that's unique to Lego Star Wars. Yeah. How did you originally come to work for Lucasfilm? 
So I actually started um, – <laughs> Uh, I, I, I can remember the date because uh, it was the day uh, that the special edition came out. Oh, wow. So, uh, so the special edition came out. I, I got up in the morning at 4 in the morning to get in line uh, for a 10 a.m. show, and then I uh, uh, went to the screening, loved it. This was, and then uh, when I got home, uh, I got the answering machine uh message saying that I had gotten the job. And so that first job that I had was as a uh, game tester for LucasArts. So uh, I did that for three years. And then in 2000 was when uh, someone in the publishing department at Lucasfilm decided, you know, we need to, we're creating so much content across the books and uh, and in the movies. uh, We need someone to build some sort of database that, uh, that can store all this information. So I was hired on specifically to create the database and, and uh, that's how the Holocron came to be. Hmm. So at this point, how many times would you say you've seen the films? <laughs> Do you have a count <laughs> or is it? <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I am a lifelong fan of Star Wars. So, uh, you know, I was, I was six when, when, when it came out. So, uh, uh, I, I, you know, any any time, any sick day that I had, I would be watching Star Wars. Right. And it wasn't just watching Star Wars; it was watching Star Wars. It was playing with the action figures. It was taking my Legos, giving them uh, little swords, and pretending them that they were they were lightsabers. Yeah. Uh, it was, you know, dressing up and uh, as Star Wars characters. You know, I, I was a Jawa one year. I used the same costume the next year, and I was Obi-Wan Kenobi. So yeah. uh, Star Wars was very much a part of my life uh, growing up. And then, and then what happened, uh, you know, Return of the Jedi came out, and then, and then there was a point. It's, 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 I, I tell this to my kids now, but there was a point where there was no Star Wars uh, in sight. So uh, when, uh, when, when, the book, when the resurgence came back and the books came back and the prequels came out, uh, it was very exciting to, to actually yeah. – have a chance for that to come back out yeah it's hard it's hard to believe for people today who didn't really live through that or weren't old enough to remember that that there was a time you know that yeah it just yeah. you couldn't find star wars in a store it was no, just, no just, there were no action there. figures the, the, the very first action figures that were, were that were on the shelf i had had dreams of that moment like yeah. for, for the for the for the previous six or seven years like yeah. There were no action figures on sell, shelves, and, and I would I would I would I would envision like all these new characters that would come out, and and then it and then it actually happened. Yeah, I remember so clearly walking into a it was probably a Walden Books at the mall and seeing the first issue of Dark Empire because they had they had the comic there because it was the, that, oh yeah that big of a yeah. deal, and I just I and I was a huge Star Wars fan at that time, and the only place that I I was collecting and I had to go to you know, like antique shows and collectible shows. And so to see that uh, something new come out was like it just blew my mind. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Timothy Zahn's Heir of the Empire. Yeah, I remember, yeah. yeah, I remember walking into it was a Walden Books as well. Uh, yeah. Going there and 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 seeing on that and and, and seeing the uh, uh, what what looked like I thought was Obi Wan Kenobi, but when then we learned it, it was a uh, a a clone Jedi, but it looked like Obi Wan Kenobi yeah. shooting rays out of his <laughs> out of what his is fingertips. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was great. It was a great extension of the story, and it was great to. It was also just great to to know that you know what, because at, at that time it felt like you were the only Star yeah. Wars fan in the world, because yeah. there, there wasn't this community. I mean, this is pre-internet, so now uh, obviously things have all changed. Sure. But uh, at the time, you, there was the de- you like you kept your Star Wars fandom to yourself. 
mm-hmm. you know, for the most part. Yeah, because I mean, you some... just couldn't find uh, like minds around you that that embraced it. Now, now they're everywhere. Yeah. Now we have days that celebrate it. It's, <laughs> it's multiple days that celebrate. <laughs> multiple days, yes. <laughs> so, I mean, at its core, though, your job. And correct me if you think this, this is an unfair assessment, but your job is dealing with the minutia of a sci-fi universe. Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, our, so making sure that 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 uh, yeah, the tech is right and the characters, yeah. uh, you know, have the right lightsaber and and right. they fly the right ship and if they're right-handed or or that type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> are are you obsessed with details and backstories in general, or is that obsession really just kind of limited to? I'm Star obsessed Wars? with Star Wars, so. Yeah. You know, if it pertains to Star Wars, yes, I'm I'm obsessed with every detail. Uh, I would always collect, you know, all the, all the trading cards and 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 get all the books and try to find out all the details I could about Star Wars because, I you know, you just wanted to to you wanted to be an expert and you wanted to just keep just assimilating all this knowledge and and anything you can get get your uh, get a hold of, uh, to sort of just because you just wanted more. Yeah. I read that you said you're no longer really able to watch the films and enjoy them just as a fan since you're too concerned with the details. Yeah, you know, I said that and then I watched Empire Strikes Back. I think we had we had a screening in here and yeah. I this was like for the last uh, anniversary for Empire Strikes Back we had a screening. Uh-huh. And I when I was watching it, I was just completely immersed. Yeah. It was just like and that movie like Every, there's just so much surprise. Like every every next every next step of that movie is another big surprise. Whether it's a creature or whether it's Han Solo coming up with his great great plan to escape the Star Destroyer. Every little bit that the way that mo- movie w- moves along and it's paced is incredible. Yeah. Are Are you able to watch the new? Well, at this point, the new movie or, you know, anticipate watching the new movies. Are you able, do you think, to watch them and enjoy them because they're so new and you don't have this deep history with them? Or are you still, you know, watching the backs, you know, people in the background going, what's his story or what's that guy? Well, 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 not one of the other things that has has changed in my life is that that now I have kids and now I, which which I assume you guys do do too because of the name of your your podcast. But, but. Having kids changes everything. Yeah. Uh, watching Phantom Menace with my kids was a completely different experience than any other viewing that I had previous. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I, I take my kids to the to the uh, 3D release, and I enjoyed that 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 screening with my kids. It was the first time that they had seen seen the movie, uh, and and the first time that they'd seen any movie, Star Wars movie in the, in the theaters. Uh-huh. Uh, that was that was that was that was an amazing end. It, completely changes your perspective yeah i what do you think it is about star wars though that makes fans crave these i mean they are tangential stories one of it is it is it it started off super detailed and it's you know i mean the way that star wars came you know it came out it put you in the middle of story without explaining you had no idea what a womp rat is you had no (laughs) idea what pachi station was but you were just like wait what is that and then they thing then they dropped this bomb like oh during the Clone Wars yeah. Clone Wars what? Well, what is that <laughs> and you had to wait you had to wait what twenty years twenty years? Ex- more than that yeah <laughs> it's like to find out what the Clone Wars were I yeah. mean they seed all these little details and then there were all these things that 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 weren't revealed so much much later uh, it, it it was it was much different back then and like now. 
like every single alien that you appears on the screen has a name, yeah. has a species, has a whole planet. Uh, back then, it was just like, who's that guy? Okay, we know who Greedo is. Everyone knows who Greedo is. But yeah. unless there was an action figure of that character, you had no idea what to exactly. call that guy. And sometimes even there were action figures that you still had no idea who they were. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you, Anna Manaman, or however you say it. <laughs> Manaman or, or, or Pruneface. We're, prune we, face. Have a, we have a movement here that is trying to get Pruneface in, in anywhere we can. <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> but why don't we, we see this? To, I mean, to the, ex, to the extent that you see it in Star Wars, of you know, people obsessing about the details, why don't we see that in other fandoms? Um, uh, part of it is, is the way that we do stories, storytelling, uh, because we have it in books and we have it in, in, uh, TV shows. Uh, there is just so much out there that you can enjoy and you don't have to enjoy every, you don't have to read every single book. You don't have to watch every single show. Uh, but you can just grasp onto, to what you like. So, so if it's, if it's Star Wars Rebels, you can enter there. If you, if it's Star Wars, Lego Star Wars, then you enter there, and and hopefully, Freemaker Adventures is going to be just a whole other way for you to 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 love Star Wars. Yeah. As a fan, you know, not as a professional working in the Star Wars universe, but as a fan, do you ever feel bummed out that like, you're not going to be able to watch the new films like the rest of us, spoiler free and full of surprises? Uh, you know, I mean, I I again again being able to watch it with, you know, watching. Mm-hmm. Seeing what I see day to day is not the same as being able to to watch it with my family. Yeah. Uh, so that's a whole different different thing. So w- whenever I get a chance to do that, I mean, I mean that was something that, you know, after Revenge of the Sith, we never thought would happen. You know, I I thought you know we did have you know weekly viewings of Clone Wars and then later Rebels, but uh, to, to 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 have a movie and to have a movie that's going to come out every year, I mean, uh, that's just mm-hmm. so exciting. Yeah, it really is. I, I ha- I have to imagine that the excitement of seeing you knowing what the story is going to be and seeing the general public's reaction to that story, like when episode eight came out, must have been seven. very satisfying for Earth. Yes, seven. <laughs> oh, yeah, out. yeah, yeah. And, yeah and, 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 it, and, it, and it was there was a sense of validation as well, because, you know, the prequels hadn't been as widely right. accepted as we had hoped. We I mean, we wanted everyone to love them and not everyone loved them. They were, sure. We had lots and lots of people. Uh, they were very successful and there's people that love those movies, but then there were people that weren't, weren't so hot, hot on that. So to, so to have the force awakens and have it, have the uh, response be so uh, pretty much universal yeah. uh, was, was, was great and was extremely validating. Yeah. Um, so you've touched on sort of what your role is there at Lucasfilm, you know, keeper of the Holocron. Um, and would you sort of say that that is your specific role on the story team, that you're still sort of the, the keeper of the holocron and making sure that all the details fit? Yeah, except that we've got a lot more content than yeah. I ever thought we'd ever have. And <laughs> uh, in, in the extent that we were planning, I mean, I mean, before there was a story group, uh, what what George did with the films and what he was doing with with things like Clone Wars, um, that was pretty much his his universe. He he was only focused on that. He he really didn't have much uh, concern about what we were doing in the books and in the games. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes we'd have sort of some of the games might might have uh, he might have seen some of the preliminary story stuff, uh, but he wasn't seeing uh, the, he wasn't overseeing the day to day. He wasn't looking at the minutia, and so. Uh, so, so 
the expanded universe was very much separate. Well, we had to, what we had to do was we'd, uh, with the expanded universe, if, if George did something in the film that contradicted what, something that we had done in the expanded, expanded universe, uh, then we'd have to change the expanded universe to sort right. of match uh, what he did in the film. So, okay, uh, all of a sudden lightsabers can only be blue, green, blue, green purple, or red. You know, okay, that means oh, let's not. We, we, that means these yellow lightsabers. We've got to take those out. Uh, okay, Jedi can't marry. Oh, okay. Well, okay, this Jedi that got married. Well, you know what? Okay, we'll have to figure out. A, you know, so there was a lot of that having to to, to sort of retcon to compensate for what was being done and and by George in the films. Yeah. And so uh, with the story group that's overseeing all all the uh, the content in in film and television and elsewhere. Uh, we don't have to retroactively make those changes. We can anticipate those changes. Uh, we can see things in one one uh, one medium into another. Uh, so we can see things. Uh, we might be seeing things in books or in in TV that you might not realize uh, is is something substantial until years down the road. Yeah. And 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 the roadmap is. Uh, if if people knew what the roadmap looked like, they would they would just be floored. <laughs> God, I, to be a fly on the wall of that room. I mean, the roadmap that you see is already quite quite extensive. I mean, you, yeah. you know, we know we know the next several films that are coming out. We know yeah. we know Rebels. We know Freemakers. Uh, so so it and and the amount of content that we just had in the past year. It's just I mean that's just the beginning. Yeah, and it's crazy. It's crazy to think that you know this resurgence that we're in, and it's hopefully going to just continue at this level for for the foreseeable future. It's crazy to think how much content you guys are all producing and how much you, we're going to be able you, to enjoy. You say at this level, I, 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 when I look at the roadmap map, I mean, I see things expanding, and, right. and uh, like this is just the start. It is just the start. This is just the start. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, you. Yeah, I mean, even something like even something like Remake Adventures. I mean, this was not announced until what last April. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's things there's all sorts of things in the works that that are at all all levels of development that are just uh, people are just not going to be ready for. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You're driving me nuts. Uh, <laughs> so I, well, you you touched on something there, and it's sort of I was going to ask you about this if, whether you would say that the work of the story group is more proactive or reactive, and what it sounds like is that. Um, when George was running the show, you guys were a little bit more reactive and in, in responding to what he was doing in the prequels. Um, but now it sounds like you're a lot more proactive. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and I think the expectations of of of, of sort of fans have changed as well because yeah. because we're not the only ones doing it these days. You know, now you've got like Marvel who has they've got their movies and they've got the, they've got their shows that all are connected and 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 they've got multiple movies a year so uh there is this expectation from fandom that that wasn't there for, and and i like to think that that we sort of uh with some of the work that we did with star wars early on with things like shadows of the empire uh we helped pave the way for for being able to appreciate a a story uh across multiple platforms yeah do you think that your job got? I mean, there there was not a word for it when we were doing that. There was not a word for it. Now there's actually a word for it. This this word transmedia yeah. uh, was like created. You know, the past five or six years, we were doing that before there was even a word for it. Yeah. Now it's just taken off. That's sort of become the new normal. People people are are trying definitely trying, uh, yeah. but. Uh, 
no, I, I don't think anyone's had sort of like, like there's not the amount of storytelling and the, the attempt to make everything connect together the way the way that we were doing with Star Wars. Yeah, I mean Marvel still has their their comics are are, are separate than, uh, sure. from their film okay. and TV universe, and they've got also some animated shows that are 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 you know separate. they're off off the yeah. beaten path. Do you think that your job as keeper of that holocron has it gotten easier or more challenging once um, Legends was introduced and the new canon started? Uh, well, it definitely got it got more challenging because of the obviously the the amount of content uh, increased exponentially. But at the same time, now I've got uh, there's the whole team, the whole story team is there uh, to be able to to. Uh, oversee this and and to have that backing from from on high uh it's, it's just been a, a a great sort of burden off me from having to sort of try to do this on my own yeah are, are you guys collaborative i mean do you sit around the table and sort of kick ideas around or do you all oh yeah yeah absolutely work absolutely absolutely i mean those are the most amazing times yeah yeah. Again, to be a fly on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mentioned fans and um, the expectations that they have. Wondering what your take on this is. Do you, do you feel in your interactions with fans, either online or in real life, have they grown more entitled over the years? I mean, this is something that we're hearing more and more of. I mean, do you get frustrated that the Internet gives every fan a mouth with every fan with an opinion? Yeah, I, the thing is, I don't think it's any. I don't think it's any different than sports or politics. Yeah, I mean, right. people are passionate about the things they love, and you know, they they. I I don't know if entitlement is 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 a true is an accurate description of what they're. I mean, it might sound like there's entitlement. It might and and things like you know. Social media definitely give them a mouthpiece, uh, but I don't think it's anything different than than what was there before. It's just that uh, they have ways to make us hear it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it used to be. But, like, but I don't. I, I, there's there's gonna, there's there's passion in everybody about everything, yeah. and and we're just lucky that for many people that passion is Star Wars. Yeah, you're lucky to be well, working in a in an industry and with a franchise that has so many passionate fans yeah it's yeah. it is still very much alive too yeah i'm and 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 this is you know having been through uh sort of you know peaks and valleys of it as well so yeah uh, we're definitely uh maybe we're at a peak but maybe we can go higher we'll see yeah yeah. Uh, and, and then uh, there's also so many opportunities. I mean, we do our uh, Star Wars celebration convention every year. Sure. Um, yeah, that opportunity. And that's the other thing is like when I when I see fans at, at, at celebrations or at Comic Cons, what I hear online is not the same as what I see in mm -hmm. real life. Like yeah. when people come up to me, they could be the same people that that are that are saying certain things online, but in person, it's always much different. Uh, uh, it's always I, I always have a great experience with the fans. That's amazing. That's amazing. So of all the new Star they might Wars, throw me off, you know they might throw me the tough questions here and there, but the, you know they are very <laughs> they're very understanding and considerate. And, and so, yeah, and, and, and which 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 I mean online you can definitely get away right. with much more. Yeah, you know, absolutely. There's a different you know anonymity online. Absolutely. That in person it's 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 completely different. Yeah. So of all the new Star Wars things that you can talk about on the horizon, what are the what are you most excited about? 
I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm always most, I'm excited about Freemaker Adventures because that right. is, you know, getting to see the reactions of people. I, I know they screened some, uh, the first episode at, at Legoland and okay. just getting some of the first responses from that. And it's, it's, it's this, ant- this is like my favorite point point is sort of like the anticipation of what the reaction was going to be, uh, for force awakens. It was like those that, that week leading up to the movie coming out is, is, <laughs> is that is the best time. Like yeah. that is, that is my greatest high is that, that, you are so close. So for with free makers, that's where, where we are right now. It's like, we are so close to people being able to get to see this, that, uh, this is the great, the great time for me. Oh, that's amazing. If you could say one thing to every star Wars fan, what would it be? Uh, I would say, thank you. You know, uh, thank you for, for being a fan and, and, and thank you for your passion and thank you for, for loving the same thing I love. Yeah. Amazing. Leland, thank you so much for your time. This has been an absolute pleasure. I wish we could dig deeper, but I know that we can't. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could tell you, but I can't. (laughs) I mean, you're more than welcome to tell us, you know, the plot. (laughs) I think Tracy's on the line, so I'm sure she's come. She's got she's got Stormtroopers uh, (laughs) trained on me right now. Obviously, we're going to talk about the show. This isn't the first Star Wars Lego show that there's been, but I know that it's the first that's not specifically a parody or a retelling of the movies, and it's an original story set in the official timeline. And I'm just wondering if that was intimidating to you at all as, as creators and storytellers. Yeah, not really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was. It was really really intimidating it was the it was the lightsaber that cuts both ways it, it was intimidating and exhilarating all at the same time yeah, yeah. How, how could you turn down that opportunity exactly it, so yeah but it was it, one of the things that we did really excite us about though the idea was it was going to be original characters telling new stories set in that classic era that we love so much interacting with some of the classic characters uh but being in its own space as well, mm-hmm. uh, so that we could, um, you know, go to new worlds and take on these sort of new sort of adventures, um, and that that was really a cool, cool thing to get to do. Sure. So, how much of the show had been developed already when you came on board, or were you really there from the ground floor? We were well, the. Yeah. Here's what they had: Lego Star Wars. Nice. <laughs> and, yeah, they basically they said they did want it set in the classic era sometime in the classic era but the rest was up to us and and that was all we heard and so the funny story about it is we had heard rumors that they were that this was happening right mm-hmm. we're a huge star wars fan and we're and lego fans and lego fans and so we were pestering um people that we knew like we need you know we want to have a chance at this what, what do we you know when can we talk to about this? who do we talk to about this stuff so at Comic-Con back in 2014, we were at an industry uh, party, and we knew that one of the executives who works on the project would be there and that, that we might be able to... But you've left out one important detail. Uh, right. We were at a terrible industry party. All right. Oh, right. no. <laughs> 80 people packed into a room. It was fit for 20. Yeah, it and it was hot, wet, wow. it was in a basement. It was just terrible. Beer. And you couldn't hear a thing. So, uh, so Bob uh, you saw Jermaine Turner who's an executive at uh, Disney XD, and uh, kind of cornered him and said, tell us what they're looking for. And he yeah. said, essentially, 
They're looking for Lego Star Wars set in the original trilogy. Nothing else beyond that. Original characters, go to it. So, and I couldn't even hear him. It was so loud in there. So Bob had to tell me as we were walking out. So <laughs> we were walking three blocks to get to dinner. So I would go grab a bite to eat. And, uh, and once we get to the restaurant, we're waiting to be seated. And Bob says to me, I know what the show is. And I said, what show? The show we just heard about, Joe? <laughs> He's like, yes, I have an idea. So we sat down over dinner, and the whole idea that they're salvagers, and there's been all these ancient battles and all these current battles, and there's all this scrap everywhere, and like Lego, where you can bust the thing apart and rebuild it in a new way, they're building these new ships, these sort of hybrid creation things that we later learned is in the Lucas universe known as Uglies or mm-hmm. Z-Wings. And so they're building these new ships, and they're selling them, and uh, you know, then there's a you know the youngest one has a connection with the force, and and so all Roger, of, Roger, the battle came out of there too. So over the course of, the, of dinner, we hatched out the um, the basic foundational ideas of the show. Yeah. And then it was funny too because as a so we were invited in to just meet with the Lego and the Lucasfilm people. We're supposed to listen to what they had to say about what they were kind of looking for, and we weren't supposed to say anything. Mm-hmm. But we couldn't help ourselves. Of course not. And so we, they could see that we were bursting at the seams, and uh, Jermaine just was fine. Just tell them. So we <laughs> we just spewed out our idea, and uh, it seemed to click. Yeah. Intended, and, um, and here we are. Here we are. And here you are. So it must have been, obviously, pretty freeing to have that clean slate, to just basically come up with anything. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, it was, and, and the idea came so quickly and easily that, which, by the way, for us, almost never, never. Yeah. We're yeah. Those, you know, <laughs> yeah, we're those creators and writers who stare at the blank page for hours going, uh, uh, you know, yeah. so, so this was a very unusual experience for us to actually kind of have this sort of like, yeah, 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 you know, kind of, uh, had an awakening, and yeah, so <laughs> that was, um, so that was a, very unusual in the fact that it kind of did work within because we didn't know about Ray, we didn't know about all that scavenging, salvaging aspect of it. Right. So uh, had we known that, we probably wouldn't have even gone in that direction. But it, but fortunately, the Lucasfilm people thought it was complementary to what they're doing in the universe. Sure. Uh, and that's amazing. Uh, so the the first season that we're gonna eventually be able to see, do they tell? Does it tell one big story, or is each episode individually contained? It, it tells thirteen individually contained stories that form one big story. Mm-hmm. So it is binge worthy. I mean, it is one of those, um, you know, like each episode of a House Cards or something is yeah. its own, but then it builds to a bigger thing. So we're doing that too. I think Excellent. It, um, yeah, which I I really like. I do feel like as as the series progresses, too, the stakes get more and more heightened. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and so it does have a sort of filmic structure in the sense of the 13, pull it all the, you know. Yeah. Right. So I, I've seen the first episode, which is incredible. Um, oh, great. It, 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 it feels very much at home in the Star Wars universe, but it also feels very much like a Lego show. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I guess that makes sense. It probably makes sense to you. I don't know if it'll yeah. make sense to everybody. Um, but I'm wondering, was it difficult for you as writers to find that unique Lego brand of humor, or did it come naturally once you just started writing? It, it came very naturally. Yeah. It, 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 it really felt like, yeah, that's what this has to be. But, I mean, we, and, and we, I'll say, 
Michael Price, who did the Yoda Chronicles and, and Droid Tales before this, he, he set the stage for, you know, Lego Star Wars humor. Um, mm. Now, our show is not as anything for a gag as those shows are. Um, but it's still but, very funny. Yeah, and, oh, thank you. And, uh, you know, there, there was sort of a, some of the, some of the, the, the legwork had already been done for us by Michael and his great work. Yeah. Um, our hats off to him and our eternal gratitude to him. <laughs> yeah, and, and but there's that thing of, too, that we, we tend to write first as them as flesh and blood characters, thinking of them in terms of their jeopardy and their emotional story and then and comedy that comes from their character and, uh, and that kind of thing. And then we kind of then go do a second sort of pass and say, okay, now, and what is the Lego uh, – Mm. joke here that we can do or the comedy here. We're, we're constantly going through the scripts that, you know, we our own scripts and the scripts uh, our writing team puts together too. And we're going, yeah, we, we can't do thumbs up, guys. They have no thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is so funny just how many times you, like, stumble into a, a funny thing like that. You know? Yeah. But, you constantly have to remind yourself, oh, it's a minifigure. Yeah. So that's interesting. So you, this, you write the story first and then you go back through and put in the Lego gags later. That was hilarious. <laughs> um, you've both, through your careers, you've both worked on a lot of different properties, um, both in and out of Disney. And so you've a lot of established properties with well-known characters. But is this the first time that you've been able to go into a toy store and see toys with your characters and your creations? Uh, yeah. Oh, man. And that was the most amazing, surreal moment. Just walking in, you know, the, the toys went on the shelf this last week. Yeah. We, we were there. We went right to the Lego <laughs> store, and it was and, amazing. And the thing was, too, that you know, we work at a Bob's guest house, and it is full of Star Wars yeah. toys that he, and, and Lego that he's had since he was a kid and then collected his whole life. So, you know, many, many decades of collecting. And we walk out of the Lego store at the Glendale Galleria, and... Um, with a slight catch in your throat, said, I have bought a lot of Star Wars toys in my life, uh, but I never thought I would get to, to buy one from something I made. Yeah. And so, you know, even building it and putting it together and, and all that experience, yeah, it's a... Uh, Got to be unreal. Yeah. I, mean, I, my, I gave my son a Star Scavenger, my younger son, and mm -hmm. put it together immediately. And he was flying around the house, I think it was Monday morning, flying the Star Scavenger around the house and humming the Star Wars. Oh, how crazy is that? It's just one of the most amazing moments of my life. Yeah. yeah. So, so you both were Lego fans as kids, I gather. Oh, yeah. I, I had, I, I, my playroom was the basement of our, our home. And uh, on one wall was all my Kenner Star Wars toys. 
then on the adjoining wall was all my Lego. And it sounds like my house. In the middle where I'd make some, you know, Lego bases for Luke and Han to hang out in. Yeah. Yeah, and and I, uh, my mom uh, was from Denmark, and we'd spend, you know, a number of summers in uh, in Denmark and going down to Billen to the, you know, the original Legoland where the whole Lego headquarters is, and and I would spend those summers sitting on my bed at my grandma's house. Uh, and dumping a bucket of bricks and just building anything I could think of. Yeah. And I, that's what I loved. I think that was part of my my encounter with Lego was without the instructions, per se, to build anything, really. I mean, I did have some kids to build a car or a boat or a plane or something. But for the most part, it was just a bucket of bricks, and I could build whatever my imagination thought of. Yeah. And, uh, and I do think that even helped in my overall Storytelling, creativity. Sure. Outside of Star Wars, you can't you can't answer Star Wars. But what's your favorite Lego theme? (laughs) Ah, boy. That's a good. I I know what mine is. But I loved the when I was a kid. I loved the space theme. Mm -hmm. The one that they based Benny off of in the Lego movie. I uh, I loved those sets so much. Yeah, and I love the Creator series. Nice. Uh, I I built the uh, the, the palace and uh, at the um, palace theater, right? Mm, yep, yep, the palace theater. And uh, in fact, you can even find on YouTube a time lapse of me building that whole thing. Which oh, nice! Really, very self indulgent of me, but <laughs> but, uh, but it was just uh, yeah. I I love those um, the detective agency thing I that my son did and uh, that I was you know anxiously watching as he did it, but it was his. I could do it for him. But yeah, it was. So I love those. I love. I just think those are amazing, and I'm often so surprised at how they can repurpose um, pieces. Like you know, it's like I've I've seen that set. It's been in something else, you know. And you could even take like the pistol, and uh, and then you know, sort of this wedgie piece, and stick them together. Now you have a wall sconce. Yeah. It's it's crazy to me how brilliant they are in thinking of that. And and there's so much story in those sets, like the Parisian uh, bakery has a whole proposal that's about to happen, you know, and all that kind of thing. And I like, this, this is so well thought out. And it's yeah. Remarkable. It's great for storytelling while you're playing. It's just amazing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So speaking of storytelling, the two of you have tended to work together as a team, a writing team, a lot. Yeah. Is there yeah. a reason for that? Nobody else will have it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we we actually bonded at uh, USC in a summer production workshop uh, over our. Uh, we went there because George Lucas had gone there, and uh, and we bonded over our mutual love of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It just found that our our uh, storytelling was compatible, and uh, you know, <laughs> and I think we complemented each other. We aren't. Uh, fans with each other. I mean, Bob is my harshest critic, and I'm his. Yeah. And I think also, um, it's I think the fact that we can be each other's sort of critical eye helps uh, us get to a place in our own writing that is fairly strong, so that it can go to the next place. Nice. Um, and you know, we've just kind of developed. A, well, I mean, we're friends for one, but two, we've also. Kind of developed a, a shorthand. A shorthand. It's you know, embarrassing when people watch us brainstorm because we'll be like, "What if we did a thing?" Oh, the thing like the thing? Yeah, the thing like. <laughs> the thing on it. Like, <laughs> like, what are you even talking about? 
<laughs> and then we'll do one of the dosey dos and it's done. <laughs> Um, Andy, I'm sorry to peek in, but I think we have to wrap. Okay. Um, then uh, can I just ask one final question? What yeah. What are you guys most excited for fans to see in Freemaker Adventures? Oh, wow. Uh, everything. Um, I, I want I, I I want them to see a Star Wars story told in a new way, and I, I want. <laughs> more, more, less what I want them to see and what I want to see is I want to see families enjoying this together. I, I want to see uh, I want to see this become something that kids and parents bond over. And, uh, that, that's 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 my answer. Yeah, yeah. and for me, I think uh, and Grabala the Hutt. Yeah, Grabala the Hutt is pretty darn genius. The actor uh, is. Dana Snyder. Dana Snyder, right, who I, yeah, I was going to say, should we spoil or not? Yeah, that's fine. All right, it's, it's the second episode. You'll, you'll be spoiled soon. But anyway, <laughs> but he, um, I love that guy. So is much. incredibly funny. And his, the, the combination of his knowledge of Star Wars, though, is vast and deep. And so his improvisation on things is so brilliantly funny and spot on. So I love that. But I also, I think I want... I want the audience, I think, to feel like that this was an unexpected, surprising journey that was a little richer than maybe they had initially anticipated, mm. and uh, and that when they come to the end of it, not only will they have maybe discovered something about new about Star Wars and Lego and these characters specifically, but maybe their own journey, and maybe uh, you know it'll be reflective of uh, their own hero's journey in their own lives maybe awesome thank you guys so much for your time i'm really looking forward to seeing the rest of the show it's the first episode like i said was hilarious i just i want to see oh, the rest great. of it right now <laughs> well good stay tuned lots it's of great good. stuff coming yeah it just i honestly think it gets stronger as it goes amazing i'm i'm i'm, a, I'm on for the ride i'm i'm here for, for the long <laughs> haul so that's awesome Well, that's it for this week on the Great Big Beautiful Podcast. Now, I don't think he said this, but I think the general, uh, I think the general thing you can sum up is we have no idea what's coming. Like you haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> yeah, we we don't. And you know, I was thinking about it because he's not just talking about the films. You know, like right. we know what the next four films that are coming mm -hmm. out one a year. So we're four years out. We know what the next four films are, and we know Freemaker Adventures, and we know Rebels is going to come back for a third season. And we know a couple of books that have been announced, you know, but he oversees more than just the films. Right. So he, he, I mean, he, he oversees the films and the shows and the books. And I don't know how we, we should have asked him this. I don't know how much input he has with the comics, with Marvel. Um, the video games, maybe. I don't know. Video games. Yeah. But I mean, just in terms of books, I mean, I, I'm since, since Disney took over and they started you know, doing everything. I've been following the books a lot closer than I did beforehand with Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And there have only been a handful of what are they consider adult novels. Right. There have been a lot of young adult um, books. There have been a lot of kids' books. But there have only been a handful, fewer than five, I want to say, right. uh, adult novels. And there's an Ahsoka novel coming out later this year that I'm, I'm really looking forward to. Um, and I want to say that's another young adult novel. Wow. So, I mean, in, just in terms of books, I believe it when he says we're just scratching the surface. Mm -hmm. Because if you remember a few years ago before Disney made the purchase, yep. like just the onslaught of Star Wars books that you would see in the bookstore. 
And they've really had sort of a metered um, release schedule so far. Right. With books, at least, you know. Um, So I believe it when there's a I mean, there's probably probably several dozen in various stages of development at this Mm -hmm. point. And when he mentioned um, getting to screen the Empire Strikes Back in the in Lucasfilm in the theater that they have there, let me yeah. tell you, I got to see a trailer, just the trailer for the Force Awakens. And yeah. if you got to see the Empire Strikes Back, that would make even the you know the most staunch Star Wars hater into a believer because that theater, the sound is just. I'm not trying. Oh, I'm going to brag right now. I got to see the trailer. Dude, was, dude, if you got to sit <laughs> in the Lucasfilm theater, you can and brag. The sound, <laughs> the sound in there, like when it hit, like the music hit it just like in your chest, like boom. Yeah. Oh man, I can't imagine seeing the Empire Strikes Back there. <laughs> it had, to, it had to have been amazing. Oh yeah. So thank you so much for coming back week after week. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, maybe give Leland Chi a shout on Twitter. Tell him you heard him on the Great Big Beautiful podcast. We know that some people do that every week and we always appreciate it. Absolutely. And, and you can also find us on Twitter at the GBB podcast, facebook.com slash the GBB podcast and call us. Jamie, you have our you phone can number. call us at 301-825-5653. Leave us a message. We, want, we won't answer the phone. We really want people to call. Like, come on, people. <laughs> I know. Don't make us beg. <laughs> we, we're not above begging, but we don't want to do it. We should maybe we'll maybe we'll get like special messages from people when they when we interview them for the for the voicemail. I don't know. <laughs> Call in and find out the special message and leave a message. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> All right, guys. We will see you next week. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Don't forget to share. I am Justin at 140 Justin C. I'm Jamie at the Robots. And have a great week. Take care. <laughs> This podcast has been a production of the Geek Dad Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this content, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash geekdads.